Well, good afternoon and welcome to Milwaukee Mennonite Church. My name is Mark and I will be leading worship today. I want to extend a special welcome to folks who are with us today on Zoom, both from our own church family and especially our siblings from Madison Mennonite Church. I'm especially pleased that one sib has actually trekked all the way from Madison out here. Ryan, welcome. It's great to have you here. I'm also very grateful to Aaron Rothy for managing the technology for today's service. And I have here in my notes Isaac Stolpe, but I have to expand that to the, to the Stolpe clan here. So we've got Isaac, we've got Eric, we've got David and Sam. Um, so I'm, we're, we're, we're well stocked as far as, uh, as music goes today. So thanks everybody for that. So we'll move on to the next slide. Our summer worship series draws on the book, which I have here, Let the Children Come to Me, Nurturing Faith Within Anabaptist Families by Madison Mennonites, Lisa Weaver and Elizabeth Miller. It's a book for children, for adults, for families of all kinds, including church families, that centers on 12 themes that are central to walking the Anabaptist Christian path. Today we will be exploring two themes, community and worship. Quoting from the book, the church is a community of people linked together to one another and to God. That linking is shown in community worship and gatherings. Community members support each other in daily life in times of both joy and sorrow. Worship is a time when church members come together to pray, sing, read scripture, share with each other, and give praise to God. It can be a time of fellowship, comfort, celebration, or a call to renewed action. It is a time to come together in God's presence and remember why we make Jesus the center of our lives. Believers can worship in a church building, in a home, or in a boat. Worship can happen anywhere. In today's service, I'm gonna share some thoughts, images, and sounds related to the Anabaptist heritage of living out one's faith in community and through diverse forms of worship, with a special focus on the way that the two themes, community and worship, can be linked through singing. The prelude song that we just listened to, How Can I Keep From Singing, which I think is probably familiar to everybody here, is a beautiful example of coming together as a community, as we saw here, virtually, underscoring how even in a pandemic, our lives flow on in endless song above Earth's lamentation. I'd invite you now to uh, take voices together and turn to 878 for our land acknowledgement. We acknowledge that we are gathering on the traditional territory of indigenous peoples. We affirm that settlers have specific responsibilities in the journey of reconciliation with indigenous peoples. We especially acknowledge our sisters and brothers who are part of the Potawatomi, Ho-Chunk, and Menominee tribes. 
We give thanks to Creator and to those peoples who have stewarded this land for generations. We are grateful for the opportunity to live, work, and worship here as we witness the reconciling movement of the Spirit and seek to live into right relations with our indigenous neighbors and all of creation. And then if you turn a few pages back to 856 for our call to worship. And please stand if you're able, you care to. And I'll ask you to read the, all the, the bolded or uh, italicized parts. So part one, part two, and all is for, for everybody here. Christ is like a single body that has many parts. Therefore, the foot cannot say, nor can the ear say, the eye cannot say to the hand, nor can the head say to the feet, if one part suffers, if one part is praised, Together we are Christ's body. Please be seated. Now we'll turn to uh, 45 Voices Together, which I have a feeling is going to be new for folks. And by way of a little bit of an introduction here. Go to the next slide. We want to advance the next slide. I'm going to give a little bit of an introduction here. You may have noticed if you have a copy of the bulletin, and I don't think I made enough copies. I wasn't anticipating so many folks joining us, but that's great. Um, that I've decided to, does anybody, everybody have access to a bulletin at least? Pretty much everything is going to be on the slides no matter what, but um, I decided to forego a, a reflection today or a sermon today in favor of um, sort of bits and pieces of sharing some thoughts, reflections, images, sounds. Um, so you'll notice that when we get to the reflection slot, we're actually going to be watching a five-minute excerpt from a video. But I'm going to be sharing some, before we sing the song number 45, which is new to us, I do want to share some prefatory remarks that link together these themes of community and worship um, that are so nicely laid out in Lisa and Elizabeth's book. As many of you know, including a lot of my siblings from Madison, very, very important companions on my own personal walk along the Anabaptist Christian path are members of Amish and Old Order Mennonite communities. Indeed, the concept of community is central to traditional Anabaptist identity, as well as modern Anabaptist identity. The Pennsylvania Dutch word gemei, which is the language that's actively spoken by Amish and older Mennonites, is an apt expression of this identity. Gemei is a word that is derived from the German word for community, gemeinde. And in Pennsylvania Dutch, it doesn't mean community, it means church, church community, 
or congregation, and in fact also worship service, right? So all three of these concepts all bundled together in the, in the word kmei. And a baptism, as we know quite well, emerged in an atmosphere of at times severe persecution in Switzerland and elsewhere in Germanic Central Europe, which, as persecution often does, strengthened Anabaptist believers' sense of community. Early Anabaptists were often unable to gather in public buildings for worship, meeting in homes, and in some cases, hidden places far from their neighbors. One famous such location where early Swiss Anabaptists met in secret for worship is what's known as the so-called Anabaptist Cave, or Teuferhöhle, which is north of the city of Zurich. I've been there a few times and actually brought a small stone that comes from the, that cave. Focusing now on the Amish, the structure of their worship services is largely unchanged since the beginning of the Anabaptist movement in the early 16th century, though they no longer need to fear the wrath of their non-Amish neighbors. The vast majority still meet in homes or outbuildings, such as barns or shops, and that's a shop there. The hymnal they use, which I have a copy of here too, it's called the Ausbund. It's a collection of spiritual songs, but if you open it up, you'll see no musical notes in there. It's just all text, right? The tunes are just passed down orally from generation to generation, 500 years. It's a collection of songs that was first published in 1564, and they offer still, some nearly 500 years later, great comfort to especially those who have suffered for their faith. Now, on this next slide, you'll actually see a modern copy of the Ausbund, like I have here, and a title page from a 1741 edition that was printed in Germantown in Pennsylvania, which is the site of the first Anabaptist congregation in North America, now part of Philly. And this next slide is the castle in the city of Passau, Germany, which is very close to the uh, Czech border where 51 of the original Ausbund hymn texts were composed, the texts written, the tunes had been set before, they were composed between 1535 and 1540 by Anabaptists who were imprisoned in the dungeon, which you can just sort of imagine is kind of as the, as the castle sort of goes down, that's where the dungeon is. And many people have been imprisoned, were imprisoned there over the centuries, but Anabaptists were particularly selected for uh, harsh uh, punishment many of whom died there, actually, in the 16th century. Now, the second song sung at every Amish worship service, as well as weddings and funerals. Just the other day, I was at a wake up in Kingston. They sang this as their second hymn as well. It's known in German as the Loblied, which means song of praise. It's derived from the hymn, O God and Father, which is included in Voices Together. It's number 45. We're gonna be singing that together, and the version that we're gonna be singing is fairly close to the original, which predates the Anabaptist movement, predates the Reformation, in fact, and goes back to uh, the days when there were, there were no divisions in Western, Western Christendom. So it was basically something associated with Catholic worship at that time. But we're gonna be singing 45, the first two verses together. Um, Isaac's gonna play it through once so we get a sense of the tune there. It's not a, not a difficult one to pick up on. 
And then we're going to come back and I'm going to share something else interesting about this hymn. But we're going to be singing it in the pretty close to the original, although we will be singing those two verses in English, not in German. <laughs> say that's very close to the original. The original only difference would have been that it would have been sung in German. But the way that the Amish sing this hymn is quite different though. It, like all of their hymns, as they're used in church, is sung in unison. They do not sing in parts. And the reason that they sing in unison, even though parted, part, uh, uh, polyphonic music had been sung Certainly before their time, they made the conscious decision to sing all of their church songs in unison in order to reflect the oneness of their community. But another very important and distinctive aspect about the way that Amish sing their church hymns is that the melodies and the rhythms are slowed way down. It takes an average of 20 minutes to sing the four verses of the low lead. We just sang two, and it took us maybe three or four minutes. We sang all four verses and we were to sing it at the tempo, which you would hear in Amish church services. It would take about 20 minutes on average. Some more progressive groups do it at about 18. Those more traditional groups push it to like 24, 25 minutes. But, and what's kind of neat is that you know pretty much when Amish services are going to be beginning in whatever time zone they happen to be in. They're represented in three of the four time zones in North America. 
And you can pretty much set your watch or look at your watch and say, aha, they're singing the loop leak now. <laughs> and if you know sort of like relatively how traditional or progressive they are, you can probably take a reasonable guess as to which verse that they're on, <laughs> right? So it's pretty cool. The reason why Amish hymns are so slow goes back to the days of persecution that I mentioned before. When early Anabaptists sang in worship, oftentimes their hostile neighbors would mock them by dancing to the tunes. So they would stand outside of the homes where they were worshiping and dance, right? This was, of course, a strong profession of profanity, right? Even into the 20th century, there are many, and actually today, there are many more traditional Christian groups that, that forswear dancing. By slowing down their hymns to essentially eliminate any sense of meter whatsoever, the spiritual ancestors of the Amish made the songs undanceable. We're now going to hear just the first line of the first verse of the Loplit sung by a modern Amish. And this was a recording that was made with their permission in Iowa. the first would be the phrase in our text here and you can just imagine that multiply that by several phrases and it, it makes sense it would take uh, 20 minutes but you notice that they're not singing if you were to sort of match the to transcribe the tune there to exactly what the original is here you could see how they go together but you notice that many notes have been added there's a lot of ornamentation in there so they've added quite a bit over the centuries but the thing that they've taken away is the meter right so it's undanceable and it's often been associated or been uh, assumed to have been descended from chant earlier, let's say Gregorian chant, but it's actually not. This is an Anabaptist innovation. And it's not unique, as a matter of fact, to uh, those of the Swiss-German uh, ancestry um, in the Anabaptist movement. Those of uh, Dutch, Northern German, Russian background also do the same thing. So if you were to go to, say, for example, Northern Mexico to visit an old colony Mennonite service or to Bolivia or to Paraguay, and some parts of Canada, you'll hear tunes that are very, very similar where they've slowed them way, way down as an expression of uh, connection to their tradition. All right, we're now going to move into a time of confession. And I'd ask you to turn to Voices Together 888. And you'll see as we sort of move down where it's bolded, you'll be the people. Please pray with me. Friends in Christ, God knows our needs before we ask, and in our asking prepares us to receive the gift of grace. We open our lives to God's healing presence 
seeking peace with God and reconciliation with our neighbors. We are mindful not only of personal evil, but also of our communal sins of family, class, race, and nation. We confess to God whatever has wounded us or brought injury to others, that we may receive mercy and become for each other ministers of God's grace. Hear the good news. Who is in a position to condemn? Only Christ. And Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. Christ prays for us. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. And now I'll ask you to turn to 163, a tune that's going to be considerably more familiar, and also in English, Amazing Grace, and we'll sing all four verses.
And now I will ask you to please stand up if you're able to. And those of us uh, who are on Zoom, um, put whatever you feel like in the chat and ask people to share the peace of Christ with one another, to do it in a socially distanced way. So single somebody out, make eye contact, wave, um, do a nice uh, heart sign, whatever uh, moves you. But please share the spirit of Christ with one another. Hi, Zoom friends, peace of Christ with you. <laughs> there are two scriptural passages that are incorporated in today's worship service. One we've also somewhat anticipated earlier on um, in our call to worship, um, but both are taken from Lisa's book um, and uh, emphasize the first will uh, touch on the, the theme of community and the second on worship. So our first one is um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 13 through 26. And uh, we can go ahead and read it along together on the slide. There we go. The next three slides, actually. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as God chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with greater honor. And our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. Whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension within the body. But the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Although Anabaptists need no longer fear for their lives, even in Switzerland, where quote-unquote it all began, only recently have some Swiss started to confront the history of Anabaptist persecution in their homeland. In 2003, members of the Swiss Reformed Church, which was the body from which the Anabaptists separated 500 years ago, reached out to Mennonites in Switzerland and North America and to Amish in the United States and Canada, 
in a campaign that was of reconciliation that was titled Heile unser Land, Heal Our Land. We're going to be watching about five minutes of a film about Heal Our Land that features Swiss Reformed and members of an Amish-related church from North America. They're not Old Order Amish, but they're, they split off. They're based mainly in Montana, but they're spread out across North America. We'll see these Swiss from the Swiss Reformed Church and members of this Amish-related church from North America. And they're going to be worshiping together and sharing communion where? In the Anabaptist cave, the place that I showed you and from which the stone comes. And at the end of these, the five-minute clip, the hymn you will hear at the end is the Loplied, which is sung by these Amish folks. On Pentecost, I was in a, in a, in a very famous cave of the Anabaptists. It was a refuge in the time of Reformation for the Anabaptists from the region of, of Zurich. And it touched me so. The water came from the high. Day and night, it, it's like a mantle of water. And I feel that will be one of the points where reconciliation has to, to happen in this case. We are here inside the cave where our forefathers spent many days and nights. Da sind wir nun, jetzt in dieser Höhle, wo unsere Vorväter viele Tage und Nacht verbracht haben. It was because of their love, their radical love for our Lord Jesus Christ, that they were persecuted in places like this. Es ist wegen ihrer radikalen Liebe zu ihrem Herrn Jesus Christus, dass sie sich auch entschieden haben, sie so einen Platz wie da zu ziehen und zu wohnen. We are gathered to come back and identify with their suffering. Und jetzt sind wir wieder versammelt, um auch uns in dem Abendmahl sich mit ihnen zu identifizieren. I want to proclaim from this place, from this cave, where the songs of the martyr were coming to our land. Now is the time that the issue of these songs the pain of these songs will be fulfilled in Switzerland. I want to proclaim that now is a new beginning. Now is a new day. And all the pain and all the sufferings, they are burned away in the wounds of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you. And out of this high will come a new song. Ernte, harvest. And as a sign, we throw this high now in the water in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We will now commemorate the Lord's broken body and his shed blood uh, as we gather here in this place of tears and sorrow. Und so wollen wir jetzt nochmal 
an dem Lieb von Jesus denken und ihn feiern, an dem Brochenlieb, in dem wir hier an dem Platz sind, von der Tränen und von der Mühsal. In der Nacht, als Jesus verraten war, nahm er das Brot und brach es. Und sprach, nehmt, es ist das ich mein Leib, der zerbrochen wird, für euch. Das tut zu meinem Gedächtnis. Splitting between the state church and the Anabaptists brought a, a curse about both movements. We must give back the whole inheritance to the Anabaptists and in the same way they can release us from this curse. And I'm longing for the day when the mantle of grace and passion of the Lord will cover us both both movements, the Anabaptist and, and the State Church. Anything in the chat from our friends in Madison? Okay. All right, please turn to Voices Together 996 and we'll pray together. Nine nine six. And you are all and the people. Listening God, we pray for Christians everywhere, for our denomination, including our Central District Conference, and for strength to persevere in faithfulness. We pray for the whole people of God. We pray for the nations of the world, for all leaders, and for those who make policy decisions. We pray for the well-being of our global community. We pray for the earth and all living creatures, for regions and species at risk, and for the sharing of resources. We pray for the wholeness of creation. God, 
We pray for those who are overcome by violence, for victims of injustice or oppression, and for those in poverty or pain. And we especially remember today also Stan and Stan and Mandy's mom. We pray for all who need healing and peace. We pray for those who endure trials and for those who are dying and for those who mourn. We pray for all in need of comfort and hope. You have heard the prayers of your people, O God. We rest in the comfort of your care as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So our last song today is number 158, which is somewhat familiar. As the Loplit, the uh, song of praise, that the Amish song that we had, uh, the forerunner of which we had sung before, and we had heard is the, the most well-known one in Amish worship services, this song that we're going to be singing now is the most well-known one at Amish singings. And this moves not exactly at a sprightly tempo, but a faster tempo, and actually has meter. And so the tune that you would hear in an Amish uh, singing, um, and sung in German, um, would be very, very similar to the way that we're singing it here today. And so because it is somewhat more sprightly, we're going to sing, and it's relatively short, we're going to sing all four verses. So if you care to, um, I'd ask you to stand, and we'll sing this last uh, song today, I Know God Loves Me. scripture, the second scripture, uh, which is also taken from Lisa's book. It's a very, very short one. And it gets to the essence of community, including faith communities that are a little bit on the petite side. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am among them.
And in closing, we're going to be listening to a short version of that song that we just sang together, sung by a couple that I'm assuming to be of Amish background based on their names and uh, what they're singing and how they're singing it. Just as a reminder that where even just two or three are gathered in Jesus' name, Jesus is with us. God is delivering, lost me here, lotion. God is delivering, air leaped out me. Drum sog ich noch einmal. God is delivering, God is delivering, air leaped out me. Air sounded easy. Then try and hide, er sand und macht nicht los. Drum sag ich noch einmal, Gott ist die Liebe, Gott ist die Liebe, er liebt auch mich. Peace.